What's up, everybody? Chef Marcus Sampson here, and you're listening to This Moment. As always, I'm here. I'm missing my co-host today, Jason Diakate. I know he's down in Malmö with his parents and celebrating with his family. We have other Afro Swedes here in the building. So right now I'm here with a guest that when we wrote the idea for this moment, Marion was on that list. This is like two years ago, even before we started the podcast. We wanted to present voices that had either came from the diaspora or had talked about a black experience that was just theirs. And Marion was, for me, also represent new Sweden, but also new food. So I'm very, very excited that Chef Marion Ringberg is here. So welcome to the show. Wow, thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. Nice, nice. Uh, so tell me, from um, Gambia to <laughs> Stockholm <laughs> to being a chef yeah. at the hottest restaurant in <laughs> Stockholm City, tell us the journey. Wow, uh, I think the journey has been long or it's been like very interesting mm -hmm. i think different from uh other people maybe mm -hmm. uh, so basically my mom she's born and raised in gambia mm -hmm. she was married very young and mm -hmm. she had three kids wow. uh, and then she came to sweden with my dad they met in gambia and uh, they had me and uh, after that my mom was <clears throat> living with four kids on her own, raising us, and another baby came along. <laughs> so we were five kids and nice, my mom, nice, yeah, nice. she was working really hard. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and we were basically like living in not the nicest areas, maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have everything that we needed, but mm -hmm. we did have each other. So I think Beautiful. that that gave us a lot, like, mm -hmm. um, if I would say something that like my mom taught me is how to be creative yes, and how to make something appear from absolutely nothing. I love that, respect. Um, what would be, you know, when you live in Sweden, you come from Gambia, so seafood is in both cultures, yeah, right? It is. Uh, I would say in Gambia, in, in Sweden, the potato is probably like our our base sort of like what what sweets eat at least three four days a week <laughs> what would be uh what would be sort of a base food that we eat every day in gambia i would say yeah uh, i'd say rice first of all mm -hmm. that's like the ground base yeah. of course so we yeah. can count that one out yeah. <laughs> but besides that i'd say uh, cassava Cassava, nice. Uh, yeah, so in Gambia it's also called Nyambi. Nyambi, yeah. Yeah, I, and I have it yeah. tattooed on my arm, actually. Nice, nice, yeah. nice, beautiful. And you can make it, because it has so much starch yeah. in it, so you can do porridge, you can cook it as it is. Mm -hmm. They even do desserts yeah, on that of one. Course, cassava. Yeah, yeah, and it's very filling, so. But would you say, because one of the most iconic dishes out of West Africa that sort of Nigeria, Ghana, and Senegal always fight over. Mm. Uh, the way maybe we would say, did herring come from Sweden or Gravlax come from Sweden or Norway <laughs> or Finland? I would say it's the jollof rice. Jollof, yeah. right? <laughs> is, is jollof in Gambia as well or is it different? No, jollof definitely does exist mm -hmm. in Gambia. It's not that big. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I would go to like a local restaurant, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be, maybe it would be on three 
of five restaurants. Okay, okay. Yeah. But it's also part of a selling tool now. People know Jollof, so yeah, it's, it's part do. of that. Yeah. What would be, what's like, you know, did your mom ever cook Swedish food at home? Never. <laughs> Strict, respect. <laughs> yeah, she Keeping was probably like, I don't know that food. Like, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, so, uh, you know, that what I love when you hear the immigrant stories, right? Mm. It's all about simulation and, 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 you know, integrating. And I love when the Jamaican mom or the Ghanaian mom is cooking Swedish meatballs and stuff like that. It yeah. doesn't taste like meatballs <laughs> at all. It turned out something else. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. your mom, at least, like, no, no, no respect. She was like, I can't do that. I don't yeah. even know what it is. I, I remember when I was a kid, I went to uh, my friend's house. Yeah. And they had, like, I don't know, just a normal Swedish dish. Mm-hmm. I came home to my mom. I was like, Mom, I had this food. We have to have this. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, I don't know what this is. I yes, can't yes, do yes. this. <laughs> So. Tell me also about uh, musically, like what was the music, what was the tunes uh, at home? Oh, I remember my mom was really into Boys to Men. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> when we were kids, yeah, yeah, so it yeah, was yeah. super loud, like yeah, this yeah. really romantic yeah, five yeah. guys singing. I make love <laughs> <Yeah>. to you. <laughs> Like you always yeah. do. <laughs> nice. Was, yeah. So it was like a lot of like R and B. My mom loved that. Mm. And I have two older brothers uh, and they were more into uh, the hip hop. Yeah, of course. Fubu and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. my mom was not into that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dame. Yeah. I just did an event with the um, Fubu uh, oh, founder nice. in New York. Just three days ago I just wow. did an event with him so Dame shout out to Dame uh, what about uh, music from Gambia though I thought you would hit me with some Afro beats yeah and, uh, of course but yeah. that was like that was all the time mm-hmm. and then and like I've been hearing that music my whole life so yeah. for me like I think sometimes it's so like normal to me it's yeah. so everyday to me so when yeah. I get questions like that I'm like yeah, that's not interesting you don't want to hear that oh stuff my God. <laughs> so you know being adopted, mm. my mom, you know, bless her soul, um, she kind of like, I was the youngest, so my, my sister, they were older, of course, so they could like not be, they, you know, they were more rebellious, they were older, yeah. but she could control me. Mm. So like rule number one, you don't, we don't listen to Swedish music. No. <laughs> no, no, no. You, so, so it was always, cleaning music was Maria Makeba. Mm. Um, Bob was in the house constantly. Uh, I really thought Bob was my uncle. Yeah, because <laughs> I know that. Yeah, guy. I mean, it was, but it was also like she didn't trust. Like she asked me, "You have a Swedish person teaching you English? Mm. That makes no sense." Mm. Here, Bob will teach you English. Yeah. Learn the lyrics. <laughs> so stuff like that, right? I uh, love that. Yeah. So um, it was always funny when my friends had like a, a new Swedish album, and I was like, I wasn't even allowed to listen to it. She's like, No, we listen to Marvin, yeah. we listen to Prince. <laughs> so that's what I grew up on. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Now it's yeah. a lot of a lot of different influences from the states, but also from from Africa, mm. Fela and all of that. That was mm. like cleaning music, you yeah. know. What about uh, what would you say, your mom now? Does she because when you come here as a early twenties? Um, mid twenties. Mm. How's the dialogue in the house? Should we move back to Gambia? Is she staying? Mm. Will, she, will she retire there? Like, what's the mm. what's the back and forth back in the whole country? Mm. Like, what was her relationship to? Was she Swedish today? Did she did she feel Swedish or did she? 
What's her identity, would you say? Wow, I think it's been very split, mm -hmm. to be honest. I think when she got here, like when she had all of us and she was trying to give us a better life, yes. she was really determined to like, you guys will be a part of this country. This that. is what you're going to do. She really was sure. just speaking like as soon as she learned Swedish, it was Swedish in the house. Wow. Yeah. And like we speak like maybe you can hear sometimes that she's not born here. But like she speaks Swedish and all of us, like even if we're from a rough area, we don't have the usual like slang, like we speak very clear Swedish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, uh, I heard that. I was blown away yeah. with your Swedish. <laughs> I, in my book, I don't know if that's plus or no. minus, because <laughs> I'm like, you know, uh, I like both. I love yeah. the Swedish slang. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I wish I had that, but no, it was like don't. at home. It was very strict yeah, Swedish. I love it. Bless uh, her. Yeah. So What's your mother's name? Fato. Fato, Queen mm. Fato, big shout out to Queen yeah, Fato. Nice, my mom. nice, nice. I love you, mom. <laughs> nice, that's so sweet. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When did cooking actually become a career? I'm doing this. Let's just say I'm mm. cooking. I'm going to become a chef. When mm. did that whole thing enter mm. for you? Like I had cooking was like a part of my life mm -hmm. uh, from a very young age. Like I remember when I was maybe 10 mm -hmm. and I had like this imaginary birthday. Yes. I lied to I everybody it. that it was my birthday. Oh, cool. I was sending out cards and stuff. Because wow. I wanted to cook food for them. Wow, so you were playing restaurant at home. I was, I was. That's so cool. And yeah. your brothers had to be like the servers and the managers. Yeah, and I was, yeah, I had my brothers at home and they were helping me to set the table and grab stuff that I couldn't reach and stuff. Mm. Uh, but it wasn't like, I tried to cook a fancy dish. I remember it, was, it wasn't tasty at all, but I did try. Mm -hmm. yeah, I was yeah. really like, this is, it was a fun thing for me. And that was my way how to give something to mm -hmm. someone or that's what like how I knew to have a good time mm -hmm. and invite people and see the people that you love. Mm. Uh, so when I grew up, I was really like I, ha I had a hard time in school like I couldn't mm -hmm. concentrate I love to do stuff with my hands like yes welcome I, to the club yeah thank you <laughs> thank you like uh, so I do a lot of creative stuff like painting mm -hmm. and cooking food of course nice uh, so I didn't get into the school that I wanted to mm -hmm. and then <clears throat> like a guidance from school said that you can 
uh, either you go to like this prep school yeah or you can go to cooking school and i was like yeah i can of course let's do cooking school nice and that was a fun three years mm -hmm. for me and there was like i got a job straight away and it will pay my bills so i can get my own apartment and yeah. buy fancy clothes because that was all i wanted uh, but later on i was like i really need to do something with my life mm -hmm. and i like food was so natural to me so I don't really know where like the proper breaking point was, but it was like I did uh, like something dropped in my head and was like, "You're it, it comes so natural to you, yeah. so you can take this whatever you want." Nice. Yeah. Nice. One of the cool thing with you also I find is that you really took the pop up culture mm. and made it your own. So how did you and your partner Lynn, because you guys work together, right? Yeah. Always? Or how did you guys find each other? Uh, so we found each other through work. I was working at a place. She was there doing some extra shifts. Yeah. And then she was like this brave girl. She was doing already, like <clears throat> had her own like cooking <clears throat> studio and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. And she told me that like, you're really good. Like you have to do something and whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we decided to do something together. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's where we met, like through leaving the industry sure. as it was. Yeah. Because it was still very dominant of men. Word. And it still is. <laughs> still is. Like it still is. No, you guys are the bright stars and I love, I love that. But I also love the fact that you um, really real realized the whole idea about what a restaurant could feel like and look like right so tell us a little bit the pop-ups uh, where was the first pop-up was it always called garba because that's like that's really the restaurant now but what yeah. was the first pop-up like the first pop-up was very like um nerve-wracking mm -hmm. no but really exciting yeah. as well and i just moved back to sweden uh, I was in London for two years mm -hmm. and I had like all of these dishes uh, that I wanted to cook and I mm -hmm. was like I had you know when you have too much ideas because yeah. you just want to do this thing <laughs> mm -hmm. so that's what happened uh, but it was really fun we didn't get that many people as mm -hmm. we wanted to yeah. and that was a bit like shit are we good enough should mm -hmm. we do this and uh, but we kept on yeah. uh, and we hold on to that thought because I think our whole idea was that we wanted to be like this restaurant that was everywhere and it could be whatever we said mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. So okay. we were in charge of, cool. of it. Nice. Yeah. And what, what, um, how's London like? What was that like? Rough. Yeah. What part of London? Uh, I was in, um, what's it called? Central London. Yeah. It's, um, but tell me the restaurant. Tell me the vibes that you worked in. Uh, so I went to a restaurant called Spring. Yeah. And it's a chef Sky Ginger. Mm -hmm. uh, she's uh, originally from Australia, mm -hmm. and uh, she works. She's like really into environmental, like no plastic in the restaurant, just yeah. like um, biodynamic. Beautiful. So we were working with this farm called. Um, uh, Firm Vero. Okay, cool. Really, really beautiful. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it was like a really good experience for me. Yeah. And to get like the next level in not just cooking the food, but everything around it. Mm -hmm. Like what, what does it mean? What is it? Like what's the feeling that you want? What's the feeling you right. want to give? Yeah. Uh, so that really like 
yeah, it really thought like gave me my base mm -hmm. on how or who I was as a cook. Can I ask you when you write your food and even if it doesn't fit the restaurant at this point or might fit the restaurant, do you fold in your West African roots into that? Because a lot of the food at Garba has Italian influences, like mm. saltimbocca and all of these different yeah. things, right? So are you there yet? Do you feel like, is it the right room to bring in West Africa? For me, it took a very long time before I wrote in Ethiopian mm. into my food, right? I, I'm also, you know, much older than you, so for me, the, the journey of finding Ethiopian, what room would it fit in? And for me, and being adopted, I didn't know, I didn't have the childhood memories like you had of West African food. I didn't have that with East Africa. Mm. But when I basically became, um, in my early, late 20s, early 30s, I started to write in Berbera. I started to write in Bunnara. I started mm. writing into the food. Yeah. And uh, what about you? Where, where, where does that fall for you? I'm becoming that person now. Beautiful, I yes. can't wait, yeah. that's cool. Because I follow you, I was like, so give me the, where? I was like, all right, no comment. I'm like, no comment. I'm just like, likes, boom, leave it alone. But I watch you, sis. Very respectfully, thank you. Like, you letting me take my time. Of course, because it's identity and it takes a long time. It is, it is, definitely. And like, I've been, I think it was, a year ago, I mm. started to think about yeah. things like this. Like before, it was always like, this is something you eat at home. Everybody's sitting on the floor, eat on this yeah. big bowl. You can eat with your hands. And yes. it's very like intimate and you yeah. do it like yeah. home. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm like, it feels so like sad a bit mm -hmm. to not like have that part of me mm -hmm. in my kitchen. Yeah, but it's gonna get there. So it's like I'm so, I'm having that in my head. So let's build that let's build a dish right now, here, 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 right now, right here at this moment. So tell me what we're starting with rice. Let's start with mm. rice, right? Okay. Definitely. What would um what vegetables would we add into the rice? Mm. Would we pickle it? Like, tell me, talk to me a little bit yeah. about uh, what, what dish would we do, come on. So I think it'd be interesting to do something like, of course, rice is the base. That's mm -hmm. like the mother of mm -hmm. all, Yeah, I think. Um, but to work with what we have here in Sweden. Mm -hmm. uh, and I love, like, I think we have a lot of beautiful, like, green beans. Also, mm -hmm. uh, the dried one, like the, okay. what do you call it? You said peas, maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And... To have that into a, like a mix, great, uh, I love it. and use like also we almost have the same. You can get the same herbs, yeah. the same spices. We can grow them here. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to do that, like a classic benachin. Yeah. So benachin is basically like you can add whatever you want. Like no, no, no. What is benachin is a staple dish. In it Yama. is. So <coughs> talk to us. What we don't know benachin. Tell me what it is. Uh, so benachin is like. When my mom, if I say I want banishing, mm. she always asks me, do you want the white or the red one? What do we want? Okay. <laughs> so I want the white one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 <clears throat> the white one is very like, it has a lot of black pepper. So okay. it's like this peppery. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. And you have a lot of like, you cook it with, before you used to cook it with uh, palm oil. Yes. But you're not allowed to use that anymore. Yeah. But like if palm oil 
had been used as it should be, mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't been a problem yeah, 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 for yeah. Africa to actually cook with that. Okay, so we got a dish. We got broken rice. Mm. We start with broken rice from Gambia. Yeah. With um, a little bit of pickled lemon and black pepper, mm. right? Boom. Lovely. And then we are curing um, tilapia, because mm. it's probably in Gambia we'd use, right? Yes, yes. Boom. Yeah. And then with light salt, sugar, and dill, we yeah. sear it, and we do a crispy skin Nice. with, um, with the top. And then around it, we're going to serve some beautiful black-eyed peas. I love welcome, the black-eyed peas. Welcome to Sweden wow. meets so, Gambia in home. the house. That's, <laughs> I love that. Uh, I love the black-eyed peas. Wow, yes, that's been my favorite. Good, good, yeah. good, good. Well, you know that that level of back and forth. I I feel like being a chef, being a writer as a chef, you're always busy. Mm. I always write things. I always feel like on a flight, I write things down and you end up with too many dishes. What's your process? When do you write? When do you cook it? Like, how mm. do you, how do you, what's your creative process? Yeah. I think my, <clears throat> my creative process has been in the going episodes. So mm. I can have six months. Yeah. Just like, that's all I have in my head. Beautiful. Just dishes all yes. the time. I write everything down. It can be just one thing. It can be, Preserved lemons, okay. Mm-hmm. I have to do something with that. Mm-hmm. Where can I put it in? And <clears throat> it can be like, oh, okay, I love, I don't know, the Swedish crab, yeah. the brown crab. Yeah, yeah. Super tasty. Nice. Yeah, so just like write stuff, have mm-hmm. a, like a long list with things. And sometimes I don't have that. Yeah. Like I can't even think of one thing in my head, mm-hmm. but then I have all of this list. Beautiful. I use that yeah. and it ha- like it helps me to nice. to nice. be creative. What is the name uh, Garba come from? Uh, it's a family name. Mm-hmm. So the family on Lin's side or on your side? No, it's on my side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually a bit of a sad story. Oh, uh, my brother passed away 10 years ago uh, this year. And uh, his name or his surname was Garba. So my three older siblings, uh, their name is Garba. Beautiful. So they were uh, born in uh, born in Gambia, yeah. actually. Nice. And when I was a kid, I was very shy. I had like, <clears throat> I think at home, all of them knew me as like, oh, I was a bit creative and I did stuff on my own, but I wasn't really like hanging out with other people. I didn't know how to take contact with other people because yeah. I love to be like at home and with my siblings, nice. but never to reach out. And they taught me to do that, wow. to like go and grab what you want. Like nice. you can do that. Nice. Uh, so we wanted to use Garba for that meaning to yeah. like do what you want. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Can I tell you what, uh, can I ask you what sparked the move to London? I, I I know my move to New York oh. and as a black person, I love coming to New York because I was completely anonymous. Mm. There were black people who were bankers, there were Indian uh, nurses, there were Asian uh, whatever, like it was mm. just a mixed environment. I loved that whole idea of just yeah. watching a completely multicultural city, not just always being the obvious one sticking out. When you come to a place like London, it's a bit similar. Was that part of the move or would you just 
screw it, I'm, I'm just going to move it to London. It wasn't part of the move. Like, I, I moved because I wanted to be a better chef. And all of the chefs that I looked up to were in London. So nice. that's why I moved there. But it's so funny that you say this because moving to London was uh, just what you were talking about, something that uh, gave me something that I'm going to have with me for the rest mm-hmm. of my life is every day, wherever you go, feel normal. Mm-hmm. That others, was different. The other thing that I thought was interesting coming to a big city like this, mm. it was also one of the first time where people completely first related to me as Ethiopian. Yeah, wow. And, and you know, that, not the Swedish side, yeah. right? And it was kind of like, whoa, that's, <laughs> yes, yes, mm-hmm. I am Ethiopian mm-hmm. and I had to learn fully. I feel like I became Ethiopian in New York. Yeah. So when you're walking down the street in Shoreditch or wherever you're in London, mm. you are, you can be, you know, you're British, you're, mm. you're British, you mm. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. I mean? <laughs> so that, that must have been Sweden. Yeah, you, it's something you can go into the Swedish mm. side or not. Mm. Uh, did that ever, did you think about that? Yeah, I think like people that came up to me or like asked me where I was from mm-hmm. uh, because I had an accent. Mm-hmm. If I had like a normal British accent, yeah. I don't think they would ask because I think I would I would look like a British yeah. girl. Like, yeah. uh, But when I said Sweden, they were like, yeah, but where yeah. you from? Like, yeah. what do you say? You're not Swedish? <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so I was this Gambian girl. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what, like, I got questions about Gambia, mm-hmm. not about Sweden. Mm, beautiful. So, yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I love that. One of the re- If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Reasons why I think you're so important besides just claiming it, right? Mm. You're not you're claiming your position. You are also inspiring other people mm. so we can do it. Mm. Right. There is a young girl or guy, maybe not in Stockholm, maybe in Stockholm, but somewhere else that is following you and see like, oh if Marion can do it, I maybe one day yeah. can do it too. That's wow. a, such a powerful really? uh, and of course that's also why I'm gravitating to you, right? So here's mm. a matter where actually race links us, right? Yeah. I'm rooting for you a long time yeah. ago. I, for, I remember the first time I heard about you was like three years ago when one of the pop-ups. And then Maria, uh, Maria's husband that we both know yeah. told me about you. And, um, you know, I was just like, okay, I'm going to watch her journey. So I was asked about you. Mm. So sometimes race can also be something that connects us, yeah. right? It doesn't always Beautiful. have to be... On the uh, we learn a lot about how race divides us. Yeah, how can, it's a struggle. Yeah, mm. but it can also be connecting yeah. tissue, right? Definitely. So I feel a lot about what Jason and I do with this moment is to bring black voices together from the diaspora, you know, and mm. feel like you know we need to hear each other's stories. We mm. need to share them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, your your journey is very very unique. So. What what's next? I know you just you guys just launched a book, a we little did. bit of pasta, a little yes. bit of salad. Tell tell me about that. How was it to write a book? Uh, so <clears throat> it was very. Uh, it was like to see the work that you've been doing over a while, mm-hmm. to have that printed on paper, mm-hmm. like to see our journey. That was very like. I think it. It gave us so much more energy to like, shit, this is great. Oh, we nice. have to do everything. Yes. So, uh, yeah, it was very fun to write yes. a book. I yes, want to yes. do many more. <laughs> what did What did your mom say when, when you had a cookbook? Like, what, what, what did she say? Like, no, but she cried. Like, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Nice. She saw my picture. Yes. And she was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Did you do this? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she was very happy. I remember when I brought my mom with me to everything. Like yeah. She just passed oh. away but uh, a couple of years ago. But, you know, I remember the first book I did, it, and I had a book launch here in Stockholm. Mm. My mom stood by the register at the bookstore because she wanted to make sure that everybody paid for it. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, could you please leave? Uh, and she was always like, I remember she came one hour early to the first book event. And she said, I told you, Marcus, no one's going to show up. I said, I don't 
need this right now. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> so my sister came and yeah. my older sister said, like, I'm going to take mom shopping. Mm. We'll be back in an hour and a half. Mm. Mark is going to do okay. And then they came back and then my mom's like, took the position by the register to make sure everybody paid. <laughs> So it's awesome. always when you bring parents into wow. it, it gets... Yeah, it's I know. Just, it's like something else, yes, isn't yes, it? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so so, so your mom, she she was there and she sees, she sees you in yeah. the book. That, because cooking was also, it's become your business, become your, uh, your path. Was your mom worried that you picked the field of cooking? Was that a good choice for you, did she think what? Or was she nervous for you? No, I think she she thought it was going to be good, and I think she's nice. she's always been like she haven't like she hasn't been very like putting that much pressure on us because I think she had like one goal and she she like she did that and that was for us to completely come into this country and become Swedish citizens, nice. even if like I was born here, yes, but I wasn't seen like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that she was very like, you are going to school, you're getting an education and like this country is yours. Mm -hmm. And that was enough for her. Uh, So I think that like she also knew that I had to do stuff with my hands all the time. And seeing me going to cooking school was like, okay, like you'll be good. I know that you like you're going to do you do what you need to do every day. Mm. And then when this thing grew and she was like uh, b- becoming almost like a manager, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> Counting like, the cash. Do we have go, the same mom? Yeah, Counting the yeah, cash. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, you're going places. Like, yeah, you're nice, going to do this. Nice. Next time it's TV. Next time yes. it's like, so. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So she loves it. Talk, talk to me about the pandemic. Like, you guys were up and running. Yeah. And then the thing happened, right? The pandemic. And we all know how difficult it been globally. Specific, specifically for the restaurant industry. Mm. How did it impact you and Lynn? You just started your new business, you're ready to go. How did it impact? So for, first of all, we had like, uh, we got our, our restaurant. It was on a different address mm-hmm. that we have now. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were up and running two months. The reviews were great. We were fully booked. And then everything just dropped. Yeah. And we were in this building, it was on the third floor, and the whole house couldn't open because of the pandemic. So we had to close because of that as well. But also we we, we wouldn't manage, it was the pandemic. So we closed and we were home for six months. But but slow that down for me, because closing a restaurant for a chef, Unless you're a chef, it's very, very hard to understand, right? Mm. I've closed restaurants. It, it feels like the longest hangover no, in your life yeah. because you told everybody you're going to do this yeah. and you put so much work and effort into it. Yeah. And then you can't do it for whatever reason. And no. it feels like you don't want to get out of bed. Mm. That's how I take it. Mm. Like, how, how, talk me through those first weeks. Like, I remember when we were closing or like when we, we had that meeting that like, the house is closing down and this is like, we can continue doing this. And like, I was crying like someone I really loved just broke up with me. Wow. Without no reason, in you know a, what I mean? in a sense, it was. It yeah. was a, we didn't know the future, yeah. so. Yeah, because yeah, wow. it was like, I don't understand what happened. Yeah. Everything was going so well. Yeah. And now you're leaving me. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so it was tough. Mm-hmm. And then 
because you're a self-starter, you and Lynn, you're self-starters, mm-hmm. then you started again, like, screw it. Yeah, you found a new place, we're going. Yeah, and when did you feel like, okay, it's, it's probably time to open back up? When did mm-hmm. you get that conversation going? So basically we were home for six months and yeah. it's like, your head is spinning. Like yeah. you have a lot of ideas that you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because like a lot of, um, like, how do you say? It was a lot of empty restaurants yeah. around. So we were like, maybe we should look for a location nice. and see if uh, there's something yeah. out there. Nice. So, and we did. Wow. And uh, like in the middle or like, it's been a while, like one year in the pandemic, we were like, let's try and do something anyway. Beautiful, beautiful. To just like, I don't know, get a base and then yeah. see if this works, we can renovate the whole restaurant and this can be our new venue. Yeah. So. And then we started to do like this day business. Mm -hmm. We started to bake bread because it was like, what can we do that people uh, can come there, pick it up and go home. They don't have to be there. So this bakery developed and uh, take away food and stuff like that. And it went very well. So, yeah. yeah. So I think this is this is also important, right? Because out of this horrible thing, we're all trying to figure out Mm. what's next. What can we do? And you actually created a new business that you maybe wouldn't have created if, if it the pandemic wasn't for, wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And that new business is something you're going to keep, mm. I'm sure, and there's a new channel basically for you that you're going to keep working. So yeah. you're also a great example of creativity and nothing's going to stop you, which I think is very, very, very impressive. Mm. So uh, another example of... Um, you can't hold us back, right? No. Whatever it is, <laughs> exactly. you can't hold us back. So no that must feel, what. you you and Lynn, you must, although you only work maybe, what, five years together now? Four? Yeah, it's been five. Yeah. yeah. You, you really done shit together. Do you yes. know what I mean? Like, yes. that's like, you really crushed some yeah. crazy, crazy things together. Definitely. That's, so you must be really tight and strong. Yeah, I think it's been like a, a journey for us and like to find our, like, what we are doing. Yep. So in the beginning, we we were like one tight team and we were doing everything together. Yes. And that developed to like, okay, but I can see that you're like, you you are handling all of like the bookings, the stuff like that. And I am the more creative mm. person. So now we are kind of doing two different things. Yes. So like, <clears throat> Basically, she makes sure that the restaurant is up and running and that we can open the door every day. And uh, like I cook, I also do the interior. So I do everything outside, all of the stuff that doesn't have to do with like, oh, I need to put this into the computer. And this is a luxury like that I can basically do this, run my own business and not sending any boring papers yeah. and stuff like that. It's so like, you're basically back with your brothers 2002 yeah. <laughs> at playing restaurant. It's full That's full true. Yeah, I yeah. found my people. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's <laughs> so did. good. Yeah. Garbage watching from, exactly. uh, uh, you know, rest in peace. Definitely. That's beautiful. That's yeah. beautiful. <laughs> so uh, what's next? Where, where is Marion in two years? Where's Garbage in two years? Wow. Where, what's, what's next? I think hopefully besides the pop up in New York that we're gonna do, oh, we definitely doing the wow. pop up in New York or Miami. I got like my body's yeah. proper warm now yes. when you said that. I would love but to. Anyway, we can do either Miami or New York. You yeah. heard it here first. Let's so. do that. Absolutely done. Bet wow. it's done. 
But so besides that, what yeah. are we doing? Uh, so I want to take the bakery garba to the next level. I wanted to fly away. Mm. to have like it can be on different places nice so i like to have like some like how do you say like really small place when you can come in and just have the classic fika yes yeah. of course and we just sell bread over the counter nice. and uh, things like that beautiful yeah so I, I think that's my next to like develop the bakery mm -hmm. even more and like brand it more so mm. it can yeah go other places what is it about baking bread that you're so passionate about, even when you talk about it, your mm. eyes lit up, <laughs> your hands are everywhere, yeah. which is beautiful. So mm. there's clearly something there, yeah. right? That you, is it the fermentation of the dough? What mm. is it like you really love about it? But I think I love the simplicity mm. of it. That it's an everyday thing. That is something that we had for such a long time yes. and people still need it today. Mm. And that's I cool. think, yeah, I think that's what I love. Yes. And also that to have, to just use the word fika, mm -hmm. what does it mean? It's like, take a moment. Mm -hmm. Like, you do this for you. Like, you go there and like, I'm gonna have this hot chocolate and I'm gonna mm -hmm. have this cinnamon bun or whatever. Like, something that just like, it's a small treat yes. to enjoy yourself. You and sold me on it. I'm yeah. like, it has <laughs> never smelled or sounded as good no. as when Marianne talks about it. Lovely. Um, talk to me a little about your personal life in terms of mental health and, and dealing with these, our industry that is very emotional, right? Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of us, right? We all know, every chef knows how you feel on a Saturday morning or a Friday or a Sunday morning mm. after you work a shift, you kind of, your body, it takes for me mm. a while to get my body together. Uh, my voice is messy. Mm. <laughs> and I relate a lot to Jason Timbuk because, you know, he's the same with his voice. He's been performing. He drinks tea with honey. Mm. Mm. Uh, how, what's, what's your process and how do you refill your energy mm. Because it, we work with our bodies, and it—I uh, feel it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, how do you how do you deal with all the ups and downs? Uh, so I am like I have a dog. Nice. Her name is Whitney. Oh, nice. She's the best. <laughs> I love her so much. After the Reina Whitney Houston. <laughs> yeah, it of is. Course, of, of course, of course. Yeah. Is there it any is other only Whitney? One yeah, Whitney. I, <laughs> sorry, she didn't even. Know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. So I'm. Uh, out in the nature, a lot. Mm, nice. That's what I do. Even if I wake up and feel like my body is swollen yeah. and my like my voice is like this, like it sounds like I'm hangover, and you know. But like I take a walk in nice. the woods. I love that. It like gives me the energy that I need, and just clear my head. And because it's like it's very intense. Yeah. To, like, have a restaurant, mm -hmm. and. If even if you feel like I'm so used to meeting people every day, shake hands and like give yourself yeah, to this fully. all the time, it's amazing and I love that. But you also need to charge. Yeah, like, no, absolutely. My my uh, wife has taught me so much about the other side. There's nothing mm. to do with restaurant mm. and my son, of course. But um, and I was very scared of that because I'd just never done. I couldn't for for years. Like I couldn't. I could never balance a relationship and working at the same time. Mm. I just couldn't do it. Oh. Like I, 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 it, I just I can't even express it. I, was, mm. I just couldn't do it. It was do one it. way or yeah, another. Well, yeah, exactly. Oh. And um, it's, it, as chefs understand, so other people are crazy about might understand it. But 
it's 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 a it's a craft, but it's also you feel a little bit like a um, athlete or a dancer. Mm. You, we work with our bodies. Yeah. So I nature was the thing for me too. Work walking in Central Park or working, mm. in, but that's probably the one thing that I I miss the most about not living in Sweden. That na- our access to to nature in Sweden is amazing. It's probably Swedish the most, nature. Something else, isn't yeah, it? It is absolutely. Wow, absolutely. So. What is it for you? Yoga, walking in the nature, or like mm. what do you that you just? But I like I <clears throat> because we live like in the city, and I am in the city all the time. Mm. So I have like this small house yes. just uh, like outside Stockholm in, in the countryside. Nice. It's really tiny, and it's like in the woods. You got a country house already? Yeah, Look yeah, I know. You but it's a rental. It's like, oh my god, because <laughs> this is a big, this is a big deal. Like every Swede grew up with a country house, I right? Know. But as immigrants, we kind of didn't grow up with that. Never. Right? So I was very fortunate because my. F- Father, I mean, my parents were Swedish, so mm. we had a country house, mm. and I was always the only immigrant by kid yeah. that had a country. Everybody, they, <laughs> they looked at me like, "What? First, you don't speak your own mother tongue, and you got a country house." So they kind of like my cred always went down. But then they came to visit us in the country house. Then my cred went back yeah. up again. So you're the youngest person I know that got your own like. Hmm. That's but that's Maya. I know it's so funny because it's like people get very shocked when I say this, but mm. it's like <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it. I'm like that's what I'm saying I'm be, I like I'm becoming this proper sweet. No that's establishment, you're definitely part yeah, of the establishment. I'm like, yeah, I'm like I need to have a country house. I'm out in the woods all the time, and my Swedish is perfect. Like <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> Progress. If you think about what yeah. progress you look like, yeah. you're looking at it right now. This is it, yo. This is it. I am. Wait until I tell Jason. Yeah. He's going to be like, what? I'm Check happy he's not here. I'm happy he's not here. He's going to be like, damn, yeah. girl. <laughs> so our friend Kojo, the comedian, he just bought a country house like six, oh, months, six months ago or a year ago. Yeah. And I called him. I was like, yo. Mm. Yo, this is like a big deal. <laughs> He's like, but he wrote about it because he knew as an immigrant Swede, this was yeah. only black, not just black Swede, but all immigrant Swede can relate. This is such a big step because it's not just the down payment. It's like you're now accepted fully yeah. <laughs> to become Swedish. Yeah. What is next? Like lingonberries yeah, and exactly. mashed potatoes? <laughs> you completely, <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, it is. Wow. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, I think I mm. progress. Thank you know, you. I, I I say congratulations. I did it. Yes, you really did. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah. Like, you make me laugh. <laughs> that's that's amazing. So, how far outside the city is it? No, but it's like forty minutes. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah, so uh, I hang out there. I'm not like out picking mushrooms you and stuff like do, that. Listen, that's not you like I'm not there. trying to save myself. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> whatever you do is yeah. on you. But that's and yeah. you are you growing anything? Do you grow stuff out there? No, we're not because we have this problem with the. How do you say vildsvin? What's that? Ho- like ho- Go, uh, wild boar. Wild boar. Yeah, wild um, boar. Yeah. 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 All right, so cool. they're like take, eating up everything before. Mm. We get the chance. Well, Maria, so we establish certain things. Besides your summer house, mm. you come into either New York or Miami, and you're going to do I pop will. up. Yes. And I can't wait. But at the pop up, if it's five dishes, mm. 
a couple of them need to have some West African food in them, though. I promise you. Promise me. Yeah. Right. I promise you. I can't wait. Yeah. You know, and we might. We gotta. You gotta also be in charge of the playlist. Mm. You oh, know, I love. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I'm gonna uh, take it back like uh, properly. I'm gonna see if we can get one of the guys from Boys to Men to uh, come. So mom, so mom would be happy. I have happy. to bring my mom. Like yeah, this yeah, is yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't promise it. that, but <laughs> I can definitely promise there will be musicians there. Amazing yeah. musicians. Wow. You know, we always have big musicians at the restaurant. Amazing every week so it's it's um yeah, it's a big part of what we do come. you know yeah well i just want to say congratulations to your journey thank you mm. so much for sharing your beautiful uh non-linear incredible journey and thank you're just you. in the beginning of it i can't wait to watch you grow <laughs> and um if you ever have a question or anything you know uh, i'm here i'm unk And uh, I just wish you all the best, Miss Marion Ringborn. And don't forget, when you're in Stockholm, if you can get in, check out Garba. And how do people follow you on your IG? What's your IG? As, what is an IG? No, like, no, I, Instagram. Sorry, on my sorry. Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so Garba Restaurant, mm-hmm. you can follow to mm-hmm. see what food we're cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also write to us if you want to come by. Yeah. Uh, you can also follow me. I'm uh, Marion Ringborg. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. On Instagram. Really nice. Swedish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we congratulate you for all your success and keep on pushing. Thank all you right? so much. Thank you for being such Thank a big you. inspiration. <laughs> Bless, Queen. Bless you. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. 